Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Monday, February 12th. It is the second Monday of the month, which means we are joined at this time by Chef Terry Tucker from Freedom Village here in Holland to pass on some recipes for us. Terry, good morning and welcome back, sir. Good morning. Glad you are with us. We will uh, give the recipes. If you have a question about any of the recipes uh, while we present them, you can certainly call at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. And at the top of the hour, just before we bid you adieu for this half hour, we'll give you information about how you can get hard copies of these recipes from Freedom Village. Let's begin first, Terry, with a red pepper chipotle dip. It serves a couple. Right. Uh, we're going to start out with two red bell peppers. Half a cup of Greek yogurt, plain. Uh, one chipotle chili, canned. Uh, salt and uh, t- salt to taste, and then some green onions sliced for garnish, and tortilla chips or peppers or whatever else you'd like to dip with. Uh, gather your ingredients, and we're going to grill or broil the two red peppers until blackened. You can also bake them in the oven; they'll do that as well. If you but broiling them is best. Um, Peel the skins under some cold water and then cut the peppers open and remove the seeds and the stem from that. And in a food processor, you're going to whirl the peppers along with a half a cup of plain Greek yogurt and one canned uh, chipotle pepper until smooth. And then you can add your salt as desired to taste. And then you want to transfer this into a decorative bowl, chill it until it's thickened, and then top with some sliced green onions and serve with your dippers, your tortilla chips or peppers, whatever you choose. That would have been good for the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, right. Daylight, but you can still make it. (laughs) uh, You can still make it. And for those of you who like uh, good old Southern racing, we do have the Daytona 500 coming up this month. So you can uh, have that ready to watch the big race down in Daytona. Uh, Even though the weather has uh, moderated a little bit, it's still winter, which means any soup recipe is a good one. Spring chicken and barley soup will serve four. Right, I have high hopes. (laughs) Uh, Four servings, and we're going to start out with a tablespoon of olive oil, a half a cup of onion, finely chopped, a half a cup of celery, finely chopped, two garlic cloves, divided, six cups of reduced sodium chicken broth, uh, one large 10 to 12 ounce bone-in chicken breast, skin removed, trimmed, third cup of pearl barley, one 15-ounce can of diced tomatoes, one cup of asparagus trimmed, diagonally sliced, quarter inch, uh, one cup of fresh or thawed frozen peas, uh, half a teaspoon of sea salt, coarse ground, uh, some fresh ground black pepper to taste, a half a cup of fresh basil leaves, lightly packed and torn, And then one strip of orange zest, about one half by two inches. You want to gather your ingredients, and we're going to heat uh, one tablespoon of oil in a large saucepan over medium heat. We're going to then add in a half a cup of onion or half a cup of celery, and we're going to cook this stirring until uh, beginning to soften about two to four minutes. We're going to grate or finely chop up one clove of garlic, and then we're going to add to the pan and cook, 
stirring until fragrant about one minute. We're going to then add six cups of broth, one chicken breast, and a third cup of barley. You want to bring this to a gentle simmer. You want to cover and cook on low heat until the chicken is cooked through about 20 minutes. And then we're going to transfer the chicken to a plate with a slotted spoon and return the broth to a simmer and cook until the barley is tender about 20 to 30 minutes longer. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to shred up the chicken or cut into bite-sized pieces, and we're going to discard any of the bones that are in it as well. Uh, when the barley is done, we're going to add the chicken meat as well as a 15-ounce can of tomatoes as well as the juice, uh, one cup of asparagus or a cup of peas or half a teaspoon of salt and a couple of grinds of fresh black pepper. And you want to return this to a simmer. Cover and cook over low heat until the asparagus is tender, about five minutes approximately. And you want to coarsely chop the remaining garlic clove. You want to gather a half a cup of basil, one strip of the orange zest, and one clove of minced garlic. Finally, chop these all together. And then you're going to ladle the soup into bowls and sprinkle this uh, herb and uh, orange peel mixture over the top. And a nice, generous pinch of basil top of it if you'd like a different type of soup you have chef terry tucker a roast tomato basil soup recipe for eight yes, servings yeah, this one's a classic nice grilled cheese goes well with this as well uh eight servings for this we're going to start with two 28 ounce cans of peeled whole tomatoes drained and three cups of the juice from them reserved two and a half tablespoons of dark brown sugar packed one medium onion, finely chopped, three cups of fat-free reduced sodium chicken broth, three tablespoons of tomato paste, a quarter teaspoon of ground allspice, one five-ounce can of evaporated milk, a quarter cup, about 10 large leaves of fresh basil, shredded, and some salt and fresh ground black pepper to taste. You want to gather your ingredients and preheat your oven to 450 degrees. You want to line a baking sheet with foil and spray with canola oil cooking spray. You want to arrange the tomatoes on the foil uh, all in a single layer. And then sprinkle with two and a half tablespoons of brown sugar and top with the chopped onion. You want to bake this for about 25 minutes or until the tomatoes look dry and light brown. You want to let these cool slightly and then finely chop up the tomatoes from that point. And then place the tomato mixture, three cups of the reserved juice from the tomatoes, three cups of chicken broth, three tablespoons of tomato paste, and the one and the quarter teaspoon of allspice, all in your slow cooker. And you can mix this well. Cover and cook on low for eight hours or high for about four hours. And then you can add five ounces of evaporated milk, a quarter cup of fresh basil and season it with salt and black pepper as needed. And you can turn the slow cooker on high and cook about 30 minutes longer just to finish heating it through. One more appetizer recipe for us this month, and it's a curry cashew pear grape salad. It serves six. Right, we're gonna start out with three quarter cup of cashew halves, uh, four slices of bacon, coarsely chopped, one tablespoon of butter, melted, one teaspoon of fresh rosemary, chopped, one teaspoon of curry powder, one tablespoon of brown sugar, half a teaspoon of kosher salt or sea salt, a half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, 
three tablespoons of white wine vinegar, three tablespoons of Dijon mustard, two tablespoons of honey, half a cup of olive oil, uh, some fresh ground black pepper to taste. We need a 10-ounce package of mixed salad greens of your choice, uh, a half medium-sized Bosch pear, thinly sliced, and a half a cup of seedless red grapes, halved. You want to gather your ingredients, and in a large dry skillet over medium heat, we're going to toast the three-quarter cup of cashews until golden brown, about five minutes. Uh, remove the cashews to a separate dish and cool them slightly. You want to return the skillet to medium heat, cooking four bacon strips until crisp on both sides, about seven minutes. Remove the bacon with a slotted spoon. Soak up any grease with a paper towel, and then coarsely chop the bacon and set that aside. And in a medium bowl, we're going to stir together one tablespoon of melted butter, one teaspoon of rosemary, a teaspoon of curry powder, a tablespoon of brown sugar, a half a teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, and three-quarter cup of toasted cashews, and set those aside. And in a small bowl, we're going to stir together three tablespoons of white wine vinegar, three tablespoons of Dijon mustard, two, two tablespoons of honey, and we're going to slowly whisk in the half a cup of oil and add uh, fresh ground black pepper to taste, just to incorporate that. And finally, <laughs> mm. in a large salad bowl, we're going to toss the dressing with the 10 ounces of greens, the half of the pear sliced up, and a half a cup of sliced grapes, as well as the four strips of chopped bacon. And then you can sprinkle the tossed salad with the nut mixture just before service. We move now to the entrees for this month with Chef Terry Tucker. And this goes with some of you who like to have the Mediterranean diet. Some believe that this is healthier for you. This recipe we write right down the alley. Chicken breast Milanese, right. six servings. So we're going to start out with six boneless, skinless chicken breasts, some salt and fresh ground black pepper to taste, one and a half cups of flour, one teaspoon of garlic powder, one teaspoon of onion powder, two eggs well beaten, a quarter cup of fresh parsley minced, two garlic cloves minced, one cup of Italian breadcrumbs, two tablespoons of olive oil, two tablespoons of butter, and some lemon quarters for garnish as needed. You want to gather your ingredients and preheat our oven to 250 degrees. We're going to place the chicken breasts between sheets of plastic wrap, wax paper, or inside of a Ziploc bag, and pound to flatten until quite thin, but not full of holes. You want to remove the chicken and discard the plastic wax paper or bag, and then sprinkle the chicken breasts with salt and pepper as desired. And in a shallow pan or dish, we're going to combine the two beaten eggs, as well as a quarter cup of parsley, and two minced garlic cloves, and set that aside. And in a Ziploc bag, we're going to combine one and a half cups of flour, as well as one teaspoon of garlic powder and one teaspoon of onion powder. You want to place the individual chicken breasts in the bag and shake until lightly coated. Uh, you can discard the excess flour mix in the bag after all of the breasts are coated. Uh, you want to heat two tablespoons of olive oil and two tablespoons of butter in a heavy skillet, but do not allow it to brown. And you want to dredge the chicken pieces into the egg mix and then roll in the breadcrumbs to coat. You may need to press the breadcrumbs into the chicken just a little bit to coat them. 
And you want to saute these chicken uh, about three to four pieces at a time over medium heat until golden brown and crispy. Then uh, they should be tender inside but not dry, approximately five to seven minutes on each side depending on the size of the chicken breasts. And you want to place the chicken on paper towel, lined plate, and drain off any excess oil. And keep warm in a 250 degree oven until the remaining pieces are cooked. And then serve hot with your lemon quarters. Just be careful. You don't want to overcook them and then make right. those chickens nice and dry. Go dry fast. No, no don't need that. Uh, a couple more entree uh, uh, recipes to pass along. Uh, beef burgundy with egg noodles right, recipe nice. for a serving eight. Yep, nice, hearty, wintery kind of uh, casserole concepts. So we're going to start out with two pounds of beef stew meat, lean, uh, six tablespoons, about one and three-quarter ounces of all-purpose flour, two cups of carrot slices, about one inch thick, one 16-ounce package of pearl onions, frozen, one 8-ounce package of mushrooms, the stems removed, Two garlic cloves, minced. Three-quarter cup of low-sodium beef broth. A half a cup of dry red wine, either a Chianti or a Zinfandel. A quarter cup of tomato paste. One and a half teaspoons of sea salt. A half a teaspoon of dried rosemary. A quarter teaspoon of dried thyme. A quarter teaspoon of, or sorry, half a teaspoon of fresh ground black pepper. Eight ounces of egg noodles, uncooked, and a quarter cup of fresh thyme, chopped. You want to gather your ingredients. In a large bowl, we're going to place two pounds of beef, sprinkle with six tablespoons of flour, and toss this well to coat. You want to place the meat beef mixture, as well as two cups of carrots, 16 ounces of the pearl onions, and eight ounces of the mushrooms, as well as two cloves of garlic, all in your slow cooker. And in a bowl, we're going to combine three-quarter cup of beef broth, a half a cup of dry red wine, a quarter cup of tomato paste, one and a half teaspoons of salt, a half a teaspoon of rosemary, a quarter teaspoon of dried thyme, and our half a teaspoon of black pepper. You want to stir this into the meat mixture until, uh, or, or, sorry, meat mixture in your slow cooker, and cover and cook for about eight hours on low. You want to cook the egg noodles in some water for about seven minutes or until tender, according to the package details, omitting the salt uh, from, and fat from the directions. And then serve the beef over the cooked egg noodles, sprinkle with the chopped fresh thyme, and it tastes. this dish tastes even better after being refrigerated a day or two than reheated. So those are definitely a reheatable leftover kind of concept. Now, we do have a couple of recipes uh, to go along with the two entrees, with the chicken breasts and with the uh, uh, beef burgundy. One of those two is a garlic roast. Well, actually, this is not really so much a, 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 an accessory because this can also be a main entree meal, too. Right. Garlic roasted salmon and Brussels sprouts. Right. This is for six servings. We're going to start out with 14 large garlic cloves divided. Lots of garlic in this one. <laughs> A uh, quarter cup of olive oil, six tablespoons of fresh oregano, finely chopped and divided, one teaspoon of salt, divided, three-quarter teaspoon of fresh ground black pepper, divided, six cups of fresh Brussels sprouts, trimmed and sliced, uh, three-quarter cup of Chardonnay or white wine, two pounds of wild-caught salmon filet, skinned and cut into six portions. 
and then some lemon wedges for garnish. We're going to gather our ingredients and preheat our oven to 450 degrees. We're going to mince up the two cloves, or we're going to mince two cloves of the garlic and combine in a small bowl with a quarter cup of olive oil, as well as one tablespoon of oregano, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. We're going to have the remaining garlic and toss with six cups of Brussels sprouts and three tablespoons of seasoned oil in a large roasting pan. We're going to roast stirring once for once for about every 15 minutes. And we're going to add three quarter cup of wine in the remaining oil mixture and remove the pan from the oven, stir in the vegetables and place the six pieces of salmon on top. We're going to sprinkle with the remaining one tablespoon of oregano and a half a teaspoon of each salt and pepper. You want to bake this until the salmon is just cooked through about five to 10 minutes more and then serve with your lemon wedges. Terry, let's start moving into the uh, dessert category, and you have a recipe for banana raspberry cake with lemon frosting. Right. This is for 14 servings. We're going to start out with some canola oil cooking spray. We need uh, one and three-quarter cups plus one tablespoon of all-purpose flour separated, one and a third cups of granulated sugar, a quarter cup plus two tablespoons of butter softened, separated, three large eggs, two teaspoons of baking powder, half a teaspoon plus a dash of salt, one cup of low-fat buttermilk, one cup, about two bananas of mashed ripe banana, uh, one and a half teaspoon of vanilla extract separated, three-quarter cup or six ounces of cream cheese chilled, two teaspoons of lemon rind grated, uh, two and a half cups of powdered sugar sifted, and one and a half cups of fresh raspberries, optional. Uh, you want to gather your ingredients and preheat your oven to 350 degrees. And for the cake part, we're going to place one and a third cups of granulated sugar and a quarter cup of butter in a large mixing bowl. We're going to beat with an electric mixer at medium speed until well blended. You want to add in three large eggs, one at a time, beating well after each addition. And we're going to then add in one cup of buttermilk, one cup of mashed banana, and one teaspoon of vanilla extract. You want to stir this gently until combined. And in a medium bowl, we're going to combine uh, one and three quarter cups of flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, and a half a teaspoon of salt. You want to stir this well with a whisk and slowly add this mix to the uh, wet mixture in the large bowl. We're then going to pour the batter into a cook, uh, cooking spray coated well, eight inch cake pan or pans, uh, bake for 25 minutes at 350 degrees or until a toothpick inserted in center comes out clean. And then you want to cool this in the pans for about 10 minutes and then remove from the pans and cool completely. To prepare the frosting, in a large mixing bowl, we're going to combine three-quarter cup of cream cheese, two tablespoons of butter, two teaspoons of lemon rind, a half a teaspoon of vanilla, and a dash of salt. You want to beat this on high until light and fluffy, and then gradually add in two and a half cups of powdered sugar, and beat this on low speed until just blended. Do not overbeat. Uh, you want to place one cake layer on a plate, and spread a third cup of frosting over the top only. And you arrange the raspberries in a single layer over the frosting, and then top this with remaining cake layer. Spread remaining frosting over the top, 
in the sides of the cake. And you can store the cake loosely covered in a refrigerator and garnish with fresh raspberries if desired. You can also use fresh blueberries if you'd like to change it up a little. Now, I have time maybe for one, possibly two more recipes. Let's go with cinnamon roasted almonds. Eight servings, Terry. Yeah, these are just an easy snack. So uh, one egg white, one teaspoon of cold water, four cups of whole almonds, a half a cup of granulated sugar, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. You want to gather your ingredients and preheat your oven to 250 degrees. On a lightly greased or parchment paper, large baking sheet. And in a medium bowl, we're going to lightly beat the egg white. Add in a teaspoon of cold water and beat until frothy but not stiff. And then add in four cups of almonds and stir until well coated. And in a small bowl, we're going to mix together the half a cup of sugar, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of cinnamon and sprinkle this over the almonds. You want to toss these to coat and then spread evenly on the prepared sheet pan. You want to bake this for an hour in the prepared oven, stirring occasionally until golden brown, and then allow to cool completely and store in an airtight container. That was a fast one, so it means I can do one more. I think Slow so. cooker granola. It yields a couple of quarts. Right. Uh, we're going to start out with five cups of old-fashioned oats, a quarter cup of brown sugar, packed, two teaspoons of cinnamon, three-quarter cup of applesauce, two tablespoons of honey, one teaspoon of vanilla, one teaspoon of olive oil, and a pinch of salt. Gather your ingredients, and we're going to place five cups of oats in the bottom of a slow cooker. We're going to add in a quarter cup of packed brown sugar and two teaspoons of cinnamon, and then add a pinch of salt and stir that well. And in a medium bowl, we're going to combine three-quarter cups of applesauce, two tablespoons of honey, one teaspoon of olive oil, and a splash of vanilla, and stir that well. You want to pour this mixture over the oat mixture in the slow cooker and stir well to coat. Make sure the oat mixture is well moistened by the applesauce mixture. And you want to turn the slow cooker on low setting and cover, uh, leaving slightly ajar for moisture to evaporate and escape. And you want to cook the granola mix on low for about 5 to 7 hours, stirring about every 30 to 45 minutes. Remove and cover and allow the granola to cool completely. Store in an airtight container for no longer than one month. And if desired, you can add in uh, craisins, which are dried cranberries, dried apples, chocolate chips or chunks, uh, some coconut flakes, dried cherries or berries, dried fruits, nuts, whatever you'd like to add to it. The recipes that Chef Terry Tucker passed along today are red pepper, chipotle dip, spring chicken and barley soup, roast tomato basil soup, curry cashew pear grape salad, chicken breast milanese, Beef burgundy with egg noodles, garlic roasted salmon and Brussels sprouts, banana raspberry cake with lemon frosting, cinnamon roasted almonds, and slow cooker granola. Now, if you like any hard copies of any of these recipes, along with one for a steak pie that we didn't have a chance to get to today, you can uh, get a hold of uh, Freedom Village at 616-820-7400. 616-820-7400 and ask for Trinity in Marketing. That's Trinity in Marketing. Chef Terry Tucker, as always, thank you very much for the recipes. Wish you and everybody at uh, Freedom Village well. Look forward to chatting with you again next month. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chef Terry Tucker on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News straight ahead with Deborah Rodriguez followed by WHTC News. Greg Olgers will have the Hope College Report. 
we'll have Aiden Baker with What's New Around Helen, and then we'll chat next hour with State Representative Nancy DeBoer on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. Thank you.